Hey everyone, welcome to the uh, Sunfire Tavern podcast episode 11. Um, hope everyone's had a great week. Uh, today we're joined by a good pal, Ollie. Hey, Ollie. Hey, yeah. how's it going? Yes, we have two Ollies on the podcast this week, so we're going to have <laughs> to find some kind of way to differentiate. But alongside the Ollies, we have uh, my lovely co-host Clark, as always. Hi, Clark. Hello, Ollie. Hi, Ollie. Hi. <laughs> hey, double, double trouble. Okay. It's going to be fun tonight. Before we get on the agenda, I guess um, maybe we should clarify I am Ollie T, and uh, I get, or, or maybe I could be Ollie, Ollie 2, and Ollie could be Ollie 1. I don't know. How do you guys want to do this? I'll be Oliver. All right. You could be Oliver, you... and I'll be Ollie. How about that? Well, we could have, we could have you could be Ollie 2, and he could be Ollie A. Okay. We could really confuse things. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Or Ollie D and Ollie T. Yeah, let's, that works because yeah, I know your name. And I'll just be Clark. Yeah, you that's be who Clark. I am. No, you can be and Ollie three, actually. I'll be I'll be I'll be Ollie G. <laughs> yeah, I know an Ollie G. Wait a second. Oh god, oh, no. we're losing losing control already. <laughs> we're twenty minutes in, we're already lost. <laughs> okay. Um, um, so, uh, just quickly going to go over the agenda on the uh, podcast topics for today. So we've got the usual what we've been watching, what we've been playing, sort of things. Uh, we're gonna have a quick discussion about um, getting into the games industry, so you know if people, prospective, you know, new new people looking to get into the industry, uh, to have a discussion about like live games and free-to-play and um, I guess like post-release content, I suppose. Um, and then we'll talk about battle royales and what we think the next big genre will be. And then we've also got a, a topic here on Microsoft Flight Sim 2020. So, you know, we're Because gonna... <laughs> that's all I've been playing all week. Oh my god. Okay, well, there you go. Um, <laughs> So, uh, Ollie, before we get to what we've been playing, um, do you want to give a quick intro about who you are? What you're up to? What you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm Ollie D. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm a lead level designer in the mobile gaming industry. Uh, super passionate about all games, not just mobile. Um, and I've been an Xbox fanboy since uh, very young. Uh, played games my entire life. Uh, played a lot with my cousin, uh, and I've worked on uh, Minecraft. Uh, I've worked at uh, other uh, mobile games companies as well on various different games. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm super passionate about games, and I'm here to to sort of have a chat with uh, with you amazing people. I'm also super happy that you've brought me in for your season two episode one. Um, <laughs> I, I I heard I heard that this was the eleventh episode. Yeah, um, which it is. So at first I thought it was the tenth. So I was coming in for for the, sort of the finale, but I'm I'm even happier that I'm the sort of the powerhouse coming in for the next season. Yeah. Um, so well, that's it. We've rebooted all the characters now. Like we're starting again with different universe. We're seeing what we can get out of this one. Yeah. Because the... uh, season one was good, but we don't I don't think we knew where we were. Season two, we've now we've all got better wages. Like yeah. Netflix is sponsoring us. <laughs> Netflix are absolutely not sponsoring us, by the way. But if, if anyone from Netflix yeah. is listening, please do send us money. We like money. Yeah. Great. I love <laughs> lovely the things. money. Yes. When money's yes. wonderful. We do like Ollie's. it. I, I was mm-hmm. going to say, this is actually the episode where, um, you know, the reason why we've brought you on, Ollie, is because you're here to kill me and replace me. Uh, that's what it says mm. in the script. So, uh, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Sunfire Tavern. <laughs> with your new co-host. Hang, hang on. I like this. <laughs> Wait a that second. was very professional. <laughs> I, think we, I think we've got something here. Oh, my um, God. <laughs> right. Um, um, Ollie, first of all, thank you for joining us. Like, it's super cool for you to be here. Um, yeah. Um, myself and Ollie, we've been working together for a while. As of myself and Ollie, we've been working together for a while. So uh, <laughs> it's been cool to 
kind of get to know you and uh, kind of get to see your career and stuff. So I've never actually had much opportunity to interact with like proper level designers, developers, and that kind of thing. But mm. in my current role, I get to interact with you guys a lot more, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I guess we could kind of kick in, um, and I'm going to take over a little bit here, Ollie, yeah, because we're going to move to what we've been playing. Um, and I was going to start by asking you what you've been playing, Ollie. Oh, Ollie uh, T or Ollie D? <laughs> well, that's down to you to decide. <laughs> well, since I'm the, the powerhouse newbie that's come in for this new season, I think I'll go first. Okay, go ahead. Um, so um, I've actually, uh, well, okay, so I've been playing a number of games right now. Uh, League of Legends, obviously, is a. Uh, is one of well, I guess in the friends, it's obvious in the friends circle mm. that that is an obvious game. Um, other ones have been Legends of Runeterra, the uh, I guess card game from Riot. Um, absolutely loving that. Uh, it's also out in mobile as well, so been playing it even more. Um, and then another game I started, uh, I guess during like lockdown and because other u- old uni friends have been playing it, it's Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, I've, re- I've been very skeptical of these large animals. Um, I wasn't a massive WoW As fan. you should be. <laughs> uh, and I've heard, you know, everyone says a lot of things about these kind of games, but I, I, I've, I've been enjoying that, been enjoying that. So that's another one, um, but it's, it's, it's a long slog and I don't know how long it will keep me. But we'll we'll see how it goes. And then finally, I've been playing um, Hades, mm. which is a sort of oh, like so rogue, good roguelike action action uh, game from Supergiant. They do like yep. Transistor, Bastion, super amazing art. Like it looks incredible. Like I think that so was one slick. of the things mm. that captured it. Mm. Me, yeah. And then the gameplay is like really cool, really fun. Um, and it's all like Greek, Greek mythology and like Greek gods and goddesses. Mm. Yeah. yeah, but actually, so that one popped up on the Epic Store like during the whole drama with the Epic Store to begin with, where they were sort of taking over from Steam and trying to get a chunk of the pie. Yeah. Um, and it popped up super early, and it was super cheap. So I was like, I'm gonna give this a try. I don't really know much about this. Couldn't put it down. Like I just could not put that game down. It was so good. Yeah. So impressed by it. Yeah. Really, really fun. I've been um, watching Ollie and um, some friends streaming it over Discord recently, and just been watching it. Mm. Yeah, it looks super good. Like you can de- tell, it definitely has that like super giant game sort of polish on it. And yeah. um, you know, they recently announced they're, they're releasing it for Switch as well, and it looks like it'd be like such a great Switch game as well. Yeah. So you know, I'm, yeah. Uh, looking forward to that when it comes out. You know. Um, definitely. I feel. I feel like I'm like the only. Uh, sorry. I feel like. Well, I don't know. Everyone loves it, but I really. I just really want the only thing that's missing is like a multiplayer like i'd love it if it was like uh you can go with your friends dungeon to dungeon and, and or like a co-op so, kind of thing yeah i mean yeah, yeah. i think i think all games are, are so much better with co-op to play yeah uh, <laughs> well not all games <laughs> a lot a lot of the games that i play um, <laughs> but yeah so super super enjoying that there is kind of like a lack of uh sort of like multiplayer co-op roguelikes i guess you know at least yeah. like, when i think about it like the, the, the main one i can kind of think about is like uh risk of rain 2 but then like apart from that i'm not really sure uh, i just I felt like it was quite boring for me i, I just felt like I wasn't really doing much. It was the same over and over again. And I hated how I had to like find the boss in every world that you go to. Yeah. I got really frustrated with that game. But I'm a man of very little patience. So <laughs> I, guess, I guess you could um, say Spelunky's kind of a multiplayer roguelike as well. That can count. Yeah, I guess so. I'm saying. Yeah. It's a niche. I want to make a game. Like and then the, mm. saying that as well, just not what I've been playing, but something just to jump onto that. There's a game called Dungeon of the Endless, if ever you've played that. I have heard of it. Yeah. Mm. so good like me and a friend of mine played that like non-stop for for days and days and days and we just got deeper and deeper into it until we realized that we we're probably playing it a little bit too much <laughs> very very cool highly recommended also super cheap so huh. well worth yeah. picking up 
And Crawl as well. Crawl is another Oh, good Crawl's one. great, yeah. yeah. Crawl's the one where you design the dungeon while your friend's playing it and you have to try and kill him. Mm. Oh, very which good. Which is kind of fun. Yeah. That sounds fun. I'd just be really evil and yep. Make yeah, you, you you absolutely do that, and, it, and you get rewarded for it, which is great. Mm. Uh, so, other Ollie, oh, what have you been playing this week? Uh, I am still slowly going through Okami or Okami. Um, that's uh, still a really good travel game. I'm playing it like as I'm traveling around, and it's been really fun so far, as usual. Um, what else have we been playing? Uh, the usual League of Legends, of course. Sadness, etc., etc., etc. Well, mm -hmm. I mean, we got JD to to gold. Oh, know? that is true. We he, did get Jade to gold there for for that triumph. That was yeah. that was good. So now we're all we're all gold, which is which is awesome, which is great. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the gold gang. Um, <laughs> what else have I been playing? Uh, I, I sort of keep bringing up step uh, one step from Eden occasionally. I uh, had my first clear on that the other day, uh, and that was good. Uh, uh, God, I'm, I feel like I'm missing like one game that I've been playing uh, a lot. Persona Five. Four guys. Uh, yeah, I guess four guys. I've been st like sort of um, yeah, going back and forth on Persona Four Golden when I've got some time. I still definitely need to go through that game. Oh, that game! That game is just an infinite vortex of time. I know. Like, you can get sucked and deeper and deeper into that game. It's so good though. Yeah, I just I just need to like Poor get Namco. get stuck into it again. You know what I mean? That's what I'm I'm looking mm. for. Um, and oh, I guess. I guess I haven't been playing it, but watching uh, Chris play at uh, Factorio. I've been watching oh. Chris play a lot of Factorio. Everyone's recently talking about that at the moment. Yeah, because the, the 1.0 release came out recently. <laughs> and um, oh, okay. yeah, it's just. It's, that game is so good, but it's just such and a what, time sink. Like, uh, I'm gonna wasn't it in, in early access for like five or six years yeah. or something, that game? Yeah. Yeah, uh, right, okay. That's the yeah. yeah. Okay, so I remember hearing about that on another podcast. Oh, it's so good. Um, it's, I've spent, you know, it's one, it's one of those games where it's just, you know, you kind of start playing it and then, you know, you start playing at like 2pm you look at the clock and suddenly it's like 6 in the morning you're like, what happened? Yeah. Where, where, where? <laughs> Three months have gone by. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> yeah. like, oh no. Yeah. Um, but yeah, great game. Uh, might yeah. start playing that again soon, I'm sure. Uh, mm. So, Clark, what about you? What have you been playing? Uh, so I've been kind of on my usual routine, but I've added a little bit of spice to the mix. Uh, so I've been doing Overwatch and Heroes of the Storm. I'm now playing Storm League and Heroes of the Storm. So uh, we've got a little static group that we're playing together with, and I've been playing May. She's so broken, it's ridiculous. <laughs> she has she. What they've basically done is they've looked at all the heroes and gone, these have really cool abilities. I wonder what a hero would be like if we just built one with all of those abilities. <laughs> this is May. Yeah. Because uh, like, so you got Arthas who can do this like AOE freeze thing that slows people down. She's got that, but it's targetable. Mm. Um, you've got uh, Falstad that can do this like knockback thing where it knocks people miles back. She's got that, but again targetable and on a really low cooldown. It's, it's her ultimate, but it's super low cooldown, and it's just ridiculous. Like she's such a fun character to play, and I'm rising so quickly in uh, in Storm League by playing as her. Mm. So I'm enjoying that. Clark, you're, you're wasting your time, man. You wanna you wanna come over to the League of Legends gang? No, no. You see, this this is why um, I don't play League of Legends because of the toxicity. This is toxic. <laughs> uh, no, I have tried League of Legends a couple of times. It's just it's way above my skill level, like way above. And mm. the the last hitting mechanic really frustrates me. So I'd rather play heroes where it's it's a lot more lenient on like mm. engaging with minions and stuff. So it's it, it's whatever. Um, yeah. And then I've been playing um, Four Guys a lot. Like we've been playing a ton of that. Oh yeah. Uh, a friend of mine nice. now has three crowns, and I have zero crowns. Nice. No crowns. Uh... I, I I was I was on the crown uh, the other day, and some shitbag decided to grab me and throw me off. Like. <laughs> 
I, I swear to God, I never can that work? On the screen. Yes, can... yes, it absolutely can work. What? Oh. Yeah, you can throw each other around and stuff awful. and like grab each other. Um, but yes, yeah, so I'm on zero crowns and I've probably had about maybe 200 games, so I'm terrible. Oh my God. Um, That's a I lot get... of time. Oh. Yeah, it is a lot of time. Um, quite sad that I've been playing it that much, actually. I mean, it's, a good, it's, a, um, it's a very fun game. Yeah. It, it is. I'm playing it with old friends nice. and stuff. What we we kind of switch between that and Uno, which is just this is what old people do now. Uh, Uno is great. Uno four guys. Uh, I so, remember that. Sorry. Well, Uno, did you play it on, uh, on console? Xbox uh, back in yeah. the day when you know when Xbox got like the camera that came. Yes. Out? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh like, God! Just mate, the camera. Uno. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, remember that. I had many a late nights uh, playing Uno, and I remember my mum came down, and she she was like. She came in distraught at what she saw on the screen because I think on the other side, like on the TV, this guy was like mooning and like, (laughs) and and like, uh, and because I was being too loud because I was laughing at it. And she came in to tell me to turn it down. And then she like saw what was on the TV and I was like, ah, (laughs) it was a funny. It's quite a funny experience. But yeah. Yeah. I remember when they had a video to that or when they started adding video to everything and it was just like, I don't think you understand what people do on the internet. This is not yes. the place for video chat. Get rid of it. Find mm. so that, that the hard way. Uh, what else have we been playing? So Microsoft Flight Sim, which we can talk about in a bit. Um, that's mm. been a bizarre time sink. I didn't think I'd be getting into that as much as I did. Mm. Um, what else have I been playing this week? I've been kind of... So I've got the Xbox Game Pass, which we talked about with Bjorn. Um, was it yeah. last week we had Yeah, Bjorn? last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think he was sponsored by the Game Pass, but I've been kind of picking <laughs> yeah. through all the different because there's loads of free games on it, mm, and I've been great. kind of picking through them and um, and like trying out the little extra ones here and there. Um, and the one that I was playing yesterday, what, what was I playing? Um, Darksiders Genesis, which is oh. amazing, by the way. But it, it it's just one average game in amongst a billion other average games. It's it's good enough to be fine, but it's still average. Mm. Mm. And then the, the last one I was trying was Spiritfarer, which is like, oh. um, yeah, it's one of the most chill games I've ever played. It's like if they took Animal Crossing and made it even more relaxing. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. It looks yeah. incredible. It's yeah. beautiful. And it's so well, like, it, there's a game called Owlboy, Owl which oh, came Owl out Boy. years ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has very similar feeling to that. Like, it's very oh. relaxing, very enjoyable. But you've got, um, like, a little cat as well. It's so cute. Yeah, it's it, the whole thing is ridiculously cute. It's it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then other than that, I tried out Battletoads, and I was very very impressed with that because it plays like a Saturday morning cartoon. It's incredible. Oh, hell yeah! <laughs> and again, free on the Game Pass. If you get the Game Pass, check it out. Game Pass. Sponsored by Game Pass. Yeah, this podcast is not sponsored by the Game Pass. <laughs> Just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Disclaimer. But it probably will be. Uh, so yeah, so that's what I've been playing this week. Awesome man. Um, oh. you guys been watching anything? I guess I'm gonna go ahead and say I started. The Expanse season two. Uh, I watched season one and I was really enjoying that. It's like hard sci-fi on uh, Amazon Prime, so just going through that slowly. Yeah. And um, still going through the Umbrella Academy. Uh, and it's picking up. It's picking mm. up. You know, I'm still not at season two yet. I'm still midway through season one. But uh, yeah, what about you guys? I've I so I was trying. I've tried that episode. Uh, well, that season so many times, mm. um, and I've struggled with it. Like. I, I did it, tried it a while ago. I didn't get past the second episode. Mm. Uh, I'm talking about Umbrella Academy, by the way. Yeah. Uh, and and then um, uh, and then like my girlfriend said that she just finished like Smash season two, and it came out like the other day or whatever. Yeah. Uh, this was a few weeks ago. And then I was like, oh, maybe I should go back and like I should uh, I should try it out again, right? Because like yeah. I don't know if, if she like likes it, then maybe I super like it. 
because we're, we're quite alike. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I've, <laughs> I'm trying to get through the first season because, like, you know, it's good to watch something with someone and like yes. talk about it. I think, and and I'm just really struggling with it. So I don't know what the buzz is about. I think I feel like they could do so much more with that. That um, with what they have. Mm. So then, so I, I I I tried that, couldn't get it, and then I was like, um, what was it? The ro- What was it? Ro- Mr. Robot. Oh, Mr. Robot. Yeah. yeah. Try one. So I tried that. Yeah, I know, because I'm really struggling right now. Like, I can't find anything to watch. Like, mm. and I'm someone that's got like, a really short attention span. It needs to grab me in like the first or second oh, episode. Oh yeah, Mr. It, Mr. It doesn't. Yeah. Gone. Yeah. I feel so. like Mr. Robot is not a good one for that. That's uh, a. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I tried that. Couldn't get into that. <sighs> I love. Um. And yeah. yeah. Now I'm just like, just. I don't know. Help me. Sorry, Ollie. After after <laughs> after the after the episode, I'll uh send you some anime again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I feel like I've watched all the big ones, you know, all the good, amazing ones, oh, and I'm, I'm like, the list oh, goes okay. on, it goes all on, right, okay. never ends. The weebdom never ends. <laughs> well, there's just so, I mean, the thing is, as well, we're about to get a nice new chunk of content on Netflix because there's quite a few things coming out in September. Mm. Oh, um, there's a there's a movie coming out, and I can't remember anything about it now. Um, <laughs> So that's really helpful. <laughs> that's uh, great. Do, what Netflix, about that? Netflix yeah. just recently re, re, um, released that movie about power. It's called Power. Project or power. power. Project Power. Yeah. Yeah. Watch that. That was bloody awful, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, I've not heard anything good about that one, so I, I'm not really excited <laughs> on that one. I was expecting big things from that, but I, it, it turned out to be awful. Uh, personally, anyway, I don't know. I mean, they had it all there, but they just didn't. They just didn't really do what. Why expect it? Is it like anyway. a bad limitless? So, kind limitless yeah, was already take... a bad limitless. What limitless? <laughs> Great, I love limitless. It was terrible. It's one of my favorite movies. What? <laughs> okay. It's <was> awful. <laughs> so was Lord of the Rings. Wow. Wow. Okay, I... we're gonna have a fight, a real one. Clark, so, what? Lord of the what? Lord of the Rings is one of my favorite movies. I love it. It's like Inception, <laughs> Inception, Limitless, Lord of the Rings. No, maybe not. Not in order. But anyway, um, <laughs> what were we talking about? So the the power, yeah, it's like you take a pa- capsule and it's like infused with power, and then it just like makes you like gives you either. Right, this is funny. It either gives you a super power or it blows you up. Like you just die. <laughs> you just blow up and die. Nice. <laughs> I think there's like a chemical reaction where like your body doesn't take care of something. So, so yeah, that's the plot. Well, I'm um, currently furiously googling what the name of that movie is because I oh is it I'm thinking yeah, I'm thinking of ending things that's the uh, one oh yeah okay this looks amazing uh, I'm really really hyped for this because it's by uh, Kaufman mm. uh, the guy that did I think Cloverfield Lane and um, mm. uh, Eternal Sunshine on the Spotless Mind oh okay yeah and it's sort of like it's it's um it, it's it's this weird like hyper surreal movie that takes place. Very similar to how Get Out plays out, mm. um, and I, I love Get Out. Like every moment of that movie had me on like, the edge of my seat because it was just so good. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and this has got Tony Collette in it as well, which is like I mean, these are all the selling points that you need to get me to watch a movie. <laughs> Tony Collette, um, that's it. Like, that'll get me to watch a movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's one of the things coming in September. It's coming out September fourth i think i want to say might be wrong huh. i'm trying to wow. google it to find out more about it and then also i've just realized as well sister sister's going to netflix oh <laughs> that's nothing to be excited about oh, at all sister. it's a terrible tv series oh. um but other than that i've actually been watching um 
the new, there's a new Netflix documentary called um, it's about video games, and I can't remember. High school. Oh yeah. High score, yeah, and it's it's really good. It's mm. really well balanced. It's interesting. It's not all about like video games have changed the world, blah blah blah, and all that nonsense. Mm. Like it's actually talking to people who had an impact on the industry. Um, it's it, it's pretty much entirely done by the guy that made the ET game. Huh. Which is highly regarded as one of the worst uh, games ever made. The worst game, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so he's like really, really like, obviously shameful of it, but also quite proud of what he's brought to the world. Uh, and he just talks about how people's process goes through like building these games. And, and the first bit I've watched so far is the guy that made Space Invaders and his process. And it was just fascinating to listen to that guy like function. Hmm. Like, I could have listened all day. Um, <laughs> so that's what I've been watching. But otherwise, I've not been watching anything else. Awesome, about you, Ollie? Is is it a gripper? Well, like. Well, well uh, yeah, it's, a, it's a documentary, so you just you, you have to bear with it. Have you? I've been. I, I've also. I love the documentary series. Uh, Explained is it? Mm, yeah, explained. Um, I haven't seen that. Oh uh, man, the intro song alone is enough. <laughs> I, I absolutely love it. It's so good. They, um, it's like really short. Like it's a short documentary, like episodes on like various topics. Um, that you know can span from, oh, types of. Uh, well, they did they did a Corona, I think, virus. Yeah, they did Corona. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. they, they did Corona. They bought but, Corona. Uh, yeah, they did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, it, sometimes it reminds me of like how it's made because it's like mm. like that show that it's kind of like a mix between that, but more interesting stuff and more depth. But it's got loads of different topics, and it's like really interesting, like like cults. There's like one on cults and stuff like that. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, it's good. Yeah, I check that. It's great. Check that. Out. Um. Okay. So. I was going to do a perfect segue off of uh, what um, Clark <laughs> was talking about with high score and, you know, the games industry, you know, people contributing to the games industry. Um, but, you know, we wanted to have a quick uh-huh. chat about, you know, getting into the games industry, you know, people who are looking to, to get oh. in, you know, and I guess we could start off with, um, I know, Clark, we've touched on it before, but I guess we could get Ollie's perspective on it as well. But, you know, how did you guys yeah, get sure. into the games industry? You know, what was your, your journey? I've got to say that was such a great segue. Like, it wasn't that a great segue, Clark? Our segues are the best. We're <laughs> legendary for them. Um, do you want me to go? I yeah, go first. Go first. Yeah, 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 sure. Uh, so I, I went to university in, in, where did I go? Glasgow, Caledonian, up in Scotland. Mm. Um, so I did that for like four years. Uh, and then after that, I, I sort of, I graduated um, realizing that I had nothing. I was like, I don't have a portfolio. I don't have any experience. How am I ever going to get a job in the industry? Uh, and <laughs> so I decided to go traveling for two years. Mm. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, okay. Yeah, put that problem behind me. Uh, and then I came back after two years and I was like, right, I'm maybe I should start my career now, you know? Um, so, you know, still being super passionate about games, uh, I decided and and also not having any any portfolio or anything like that um i i decided to go to Abute, uh, up in dundee and i did uh, professional masters in games development um, and that was for a year uh and uh did that for a year and then after that i managed after oh it took me a while but i eventually got a job um in dundee working for uh, j studios mm. Uh, uh, on the Minecraft uh, console edition, did all did various map packs on um, like Adventure Time, Fallout, did like multiplayer map packs and all that. Um, and sort of like a year into that, 
I was like, I gotta get out of Dundee. The city is just well, it's barely a city. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so, so I managed to I managed to get an internship down in London um, and at King, and then I got hired there, and sort of did. Uh, I guess I <laughs> I was like the only person like demanding a job, basically. Um, after, at the end of that, and. Uh, it turned out a bunch of us got jobs, but I was just very vocal about it. Mm. And anyway, so I managed to, I sort of managed to like move my whole life down to London, luckily get a job there. And I've been working there for, for a while. Um, so uh, that's, that's basically my, my story so far. Mm. Um, eventually the goal is to start my own company. Like every boy's dream in, in games is to be able to own his own mm. or their own games company. <laughs> True. But yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, Clark. What? What? What about you? What's? How was? I remember you were saying before you did. Uh, you were a GM, or was it? Was it a game? Is it a game master? Is that? Is that what it's called? Or? Yeah, game master. Yeah, so, yeah. my kind of ramp up into the industry was very bizarre. Um, it all started with a drunken night in WoW. Um, <laughs> wow. I'll give you the very brief version here, but I I was playing World of Warcraft. Um, I, I was actually so. I was working for a company that does the IT support for KFC. Mm. So not really very high profile stuff going on here. I was effectively turning the tools on remotely in all the KFCs in the UK and arguing with people when they were telling me their chicken was offline. <laughs> it, it was just, it was the worst. Okay. Yeah. Um, so my life wasn't exactly going very well. I finished uni, didn't really come out of it with an amazing degree. I got a qualification, but that was it. Uh, I worked on a cruise ship for a year and did all this random stuff. Oh, wow. Then I was working in a cinema and then I was working at this company. Mm. Um, one day I was playing World of Warcraft um, because that was all I had. <laughs> um, and I was living with my dad and a guy I was playing with was like, you know everything about this game. You should be a game master. Like, Why don't you send an application in? And I genuinely do not remember sending this application in. <laughs> um, but I got a phone call two days later from some very, very French dude who was like, uh, Monsieur Baldwin, hello. Uh, my name is Jean-Paul, uh, Jean-Philippe, or whatever his name was. Uh, no, Jean-Christophe Boucher. It was JC, actually, who called me up. Oh. Uh, and said, uh, you will come to France for an interview in the, the next three days. And I was like, who are you? What the hell is going on? Why are you speaking French to me? What's going on? And it took me a while to work out that I was being offered a job. Mm. Went over to France, turned up in a full suit, because that's what you do. Uh, oh, no, no one there was wearing suits. Everyone was wearing, like... <laughs> it was also 36 degrees that oh, day in a black suit in the middle of Paris. <laughs> Turned up dripping in sweat. Everyone was laughing at me. He was wearing like massive thick sunglasses and huge new rocks. And like he was such a character. Mm. And I, it was at that moment I was like, okay, this is something very different than I'm used to. Mm. Had my interview. The interview was literally, what, what is your favorite raid? What's your favorite video game? And what do you think you'll bring to Blizzard? Mm. Smashed it. They called me back two days later. said, we want you to come work for us. I moved to France. Bish bash bosh. Was a game master for four or five years. Eventually transferred over into digital marketing after doing a bit in web and a bit in development. Um, did some time in digital marketing and then I kind of upgraded there super quick. Uh, after 10 years, I decided to come back to the UK, uh, work for King as a CRM manager and live operations manager, which is what I do now. Um, and that's where I am. And that's how I got into the games industry. But that is absolutely not the normal way of getting into the games industry. I was going to say, that's quite, it's quite the, <laughs> yeah. quite the story, yeah. though. It's, it's, it's quite the story. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that's how I am where I am. But I'm also very thankful to Blizzard for... Um, and lining me up into a position like this because I don't think my life would have ever taken this path mm -hmm. if it wasn't for that lucky moment with that yeah. kind of crossover. But yeah, so I've been quite lucky. Yeah, I mean, I have a very, I think, very boring 
uh, <laughs> wait, <laughs> wait, this is it. Yeah, I guess yeah. My 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 story is quite boring, which is you know just uh, went to university to study computer science. Although you know from a young age, I always wanted to make video games and get into games. But computer science was kind of like my way into getting into like programming and development sort of thing. Um, mm -hmm. And then yeah, just out of uni, got an internship at uh, King. They hired me straight out of the internship and here i am you know very very basic very boring <laughs> story you know it's not boring at all it's, yeah. it's 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 part of your story it's the start of your story man yeah I guess. don't forget i've been doing this for over 10 years like the story expands and and you get exposed to all these different things like you get to go to big shows and stuff mm -hmm. and you start to build your story and then it gets more yeah. interesting as time goes on yeah that is true but, yeah. but that's like uh, what i was thinking like what clark said was that like you know he just got lucky and like I've heard that so many times when I was trying to get a job in the industry. It's like, oh, I was just lucky, man. I was just the right time, right place, you know? And I always felt like there must be a system or there must be a way there is. to get a job. No, there but like... By doing really well in university and actually being good at what you do. <laughs> That's the normal route. Well, I did... Okay, without blowing my own trumpet, I kind of did that. And like, I was still struggling to get in. And it wasn't until I got to the Masters that I actually realized um, what I should be doing. And I was like flabbergasted that I wasn't being taught this at university. And maybe this is a, this is maybe my, from my experience in my university, but like, I felt like they could have set me up with a lot more things or they should, they could have done a lot more things earlier on and taught, and maybe they did and I just didn't listen, who knows, but like, uh, and 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 now I'm always like, okay, whenever I've got an opportunity to to mentor someone who wants to try and get into the industry, or if there's ever an opportunity to help other people to to get in, then I'm I'm always willing to try and help because I find, I remember yeah, finding it really hard. Mm. Yeah. Um, I do remember the struggle um, of kind of trying to explain it to other people as well because we used to get into situations where we'd be at like BlizzCon or Gamescom or whatever. And people come up to us and recognize that we had an employee badge hanging around our necks. And they'd be like, oh, tell us about what you do. Like, how did you get into the industry and stuff? And we'd always be like, I don't really know how to say this without sounding like an asshole, but it's just luck. Like, you just have to be there at the right time. But no! Time, but, but this is the thing is, over time, you start to realize that it's not just luck. Yeah. Like, the reason you maintain your role and you progress and you get promoted and whatever is because you perfect it. You become better at it. And you then start to explain to people, okay, so if you want to get into this role, I would recommend that you... you work on these skills first like if i'd have come into this with project management skills and um like being able to report at sea level and all that kind of stuff i'd probably be 10 steps ahead of where i am now mm -hmm. and if i'd have known that 10 years ago i'd have known to focus on that 10 years ago so that tends to be the direction I, I i go in now when people ask me for advice like here's some skills that you might want to learn yeah definitely yeah. and like that's that's a big thing i learned was uh your character is the most important thing like it's not it's not how well you can design something uh, it's it's how you can communicate with other people. Yeah. Uh, how you act like professionally, mm. like with other people. How do you deal with a frustrating decision if it doesn't go the way that you want it to? Uh, like and your adaptability like as well. Like exactly. Like yeah. when this because the situation in the games industry changes literally every five minutes. Like yeah. every day there's a new big thing in the industry, and you have to adapt and kind of be ready to understand that you might be the next one standing in the spotlight, or mm. your company might not be in the spotlight for five years. Like you don't know. And yeah. being able to adapt to those different situations and changes and constantly grow, that's super important. If anyone's yeah. listening, this is really good advice. <laughs> <laughs> From all three of us, I'm talking here, not just me. Mm. Yeah. Sponsored by Xbox Game Pass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and TED Talks. <laughs> yeah. This is a really long introduction to my TED Talk. I'm for the uh, next 45 minutes. Mm. <laughs> mm. Uh, 
but like that's that's the thing right like i i I always wanted to create a Bible for someone to follow. Like these are the X steps to do to get into the industry or have at least a 99% better chance than, uh, than getting into the industry. Well, you can, you can uh, say that, but I, I mean, every five years, the industry almost completely changes. Like the idea of live ops weren't even around like six, seven years ago. Like they didn't even exist. Yeah. What they were instead was like seasonal events and that was it. Now I'm effectively a live ops manager as well, but that role didn't even exist. And the, the role of a CRM manager didn't exist eight years ago. Mm. Like th these are jobs that have just appeared out of nowhere because suddenly games have transformed into something that requires this stuff. Yeah. So like in 10 years time, I have no idea what they're going to be piling into video games and, and what skills you're going to need to do. But, but the, I think the baseline skills are things like being able to learn quickly, being ready to change and ready to adapt. <laughs> yeah. I think those are the things. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess I'm, what I'm talking about is like there's simple things you can do uh, to to sort of boost your chances. Like I don't know, going on LinkedIn and talking to to desi designers, developers, yep. people that are already in the industry, and ask yep. for feedback on your portfolio. Mm. Like I, that never occurred to me. Like when I left uni and my undergrad, like I was just like I thought there was just like this giant wall, like like the Matrix or something that I couldn't get in. <laughs> <laughs> Giant wall like the had Matrix. To be, had to be part of the game. What, sorry? Like the Matrix. What was that comparison? Uh, I was I was thinking of like this giant like word word falling words wall that's like looks like the Matrix. Oh, you mean like the green text? Yeah, yeah. Between you, like. Let, let me say something like like the Great Wall of China. Is that better? Is that you can see it from space? Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm on one side, and the game industry's on the other side. Okay. That's a barrier is what that, you're looking for. A, a giant barrier. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Barrier. Okay, I get it. I, I didn't I, I didn't know what you meant by the matrix. I thought you meant like you had to go for this whole world of like yeah. obscurity to get there. But I mean, amazing. we can make it fit if you want. Um, okay. <laughs> we'll, 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 it's a segue. We'll work. But yeah, like things like things like that, right? Uh, not the matrix. Um, asking for feedback on your portfolio and and, and yeah. sort of starting a conversation with people in the industry and then. You know that that's a way in, right? Because you, once you've it got is. someone that you get to know, then hopefully that or but the, the, that might help you out. The, the the big point there is that you should never expect the feedback and never expect even a response. Like correct, um, you should be approaching people and talking to people, but you, you also have to keep in mind that those people are probably approached. I mean, I know through my LinkedIn, I probably get like twenty messages a day now yeah. from probably people asking for all kinds of things, offering me jobs and all this kind of random shit. Because like, there's little startups that pop up all the time that want either like a marketing manager, CRM manager, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And you, you kind of have to understand that when you are approaching these people on LinkedIn, they are being inundated 24-7. Yeah. And I even get it in my work emails now as well. Like I just get contacted all the time. Mm. And I didn't have this before. So obviously, you know, things are moving forwards. But you also don't go in with the expectation that you deserve feedback and, and comments because mm. you're just one in a billion people who are also doing the same thing. Yeah, just definitely. Stand out. The difference is to stand out, like have the best content, have the best portfolio. Um, you know, be ready to like if someone asks you a question, be ready to answer it. Hmm. Don't go away and research it. Like, you know, be ready. Yeah, yeah. I, I, gu yeah. I guess for me, it's about. I guess it's kind of role specific as well. Of like, you know, how if you want to get into the industry as X, for example, right? You know, like obviously, I can only give the perspective as like from a developer standpoint, which is 
going to very much be uh, like what we discussed before, which is like the very boring thing of like you know just do well at uni. Uh, have you know show that show. I guess if you're coming in from the ground level, like having a portfolio or something that you've worked on as well is like really really good. Like any any kind of like technical achievement that you're really proud of, I think is always going to be very impressive. Um, it's also perfectly valid as well. Being good at what you do is absolutely valid. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 definitely. It's just like you know, like having a specific interest in games, you know, and make and showing that you've kind of taken the initiative to make your own game at least is like it's very impressive, you know. I think, yeah. uh, and that's something that's always going to look really cool um, and look really good for you uh, trying to get in as a developer. I think, um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about you know in terms of like design, um, Ollie. If you have any specific, yeah, things, like you know. I mean, like, I guess the portfolio is number one, as Clark mentioned, like, it's, and like, people always say to me, or students always say to me as well, like, oh, you know, I don't know any coding, uh, so I, you know, I don't really have much, or I made this with my class in module XYZ, like, uh, that to like, recruiters, like, because I have to like, look at a lot of like, applications as well for, for like, level designers, and uh, it always stands out with someone that's like, taking their own time to actually go and make something themselves. Even like learning a YouTube video tutorial on like Unity and stuff and being able to like show that they've like at least taken the initiative to go and do that and tweak it and make it their own, then like that's gonna that's gonna be so much better than than showing like a university project. Yeah, for sure. Like I said, you have to be the one that's the best. You have to stand out as the best one because for every one of you there's a hundred thousand others. Exactly. And you need to be the one that stands out. I know that sounds like really like American movie kind of thing, but that's how the industry works. They want the best and they want the cheapest best. Yeah. So <laughs> the games industry is a bit of a, a minefield when it comes to wages. And, and you've probably seen on uh, every news site known to mankind that the, the, the recent disparity between wages and being revealed you know, people are all on different wages across the board. Yeah. And that, that needs to be regulated a little bit. I think that needs to be balanced because it's a bit unfair. Mm. Yeah. I think if you're trying to break into industry though, like you you don't care. Like at that stage, you just want to get a job. That's the problem. That's and then the that's the problem. Pro- yeah, that's part of the problem is like. Yeah. The industry you- knows that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you either got to be like outstanding and uh, be able to negotiate. Like, because like, you know, I've never, like, I remember like joining and never negotiated in my life, you know. Mm. I was trying to get a job, but like trying to also make sure that i've paid well but and you don't know because you don't really know what to expect so it's like it's difficult it's a hard one yeah definitely um, um, so, so, yeah, so i guess that's, that's the games industry um but we <laughs> could move on from there uh into live games on free to play which is the worst segue ever but um <laughs> so at the moment the, the the big game of the of the moment is fall guys which is a live title it's free to play um and it's it's just smashing the industry like it's come out of nowhere. No one expected it. Four Guys is doing really well, right? Um, it's it's doing it's very awesome. well. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's interesting to see like that now the games that are doing really well nowadays all have, even though Four Guys is something that you pay for, right? You know, you you're there's a upfront not on entry. No, okay, not on PlayStation to be fair, right? But um, on PC, on Steam, it was I think it was like what fifteen. No one has a PC anymore. Fifteen pounds. PC gaming dead. Pardon? PC gaming's dead. No one has it anymore. Okay, sixteen packs and clock. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, carry on. So, what you were saying? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so four guys is um, how much was it? Sixteen pounds or something along those lines. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's got an entry yeah. fee, but then it's also, you know, much like most other games uh, in, in the industry nowadays, has lots of you know, it's it's being billed as like you know they've got season one, they've got seasons, you know, and they're and they're gonna continue adding content to the game like a live game, past past release, and also having you know like, uh, season passes, microtransactions, currency. This kind Cosmetics, of yeah, yeah, this 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 kind of thing, right? So, hmm. so how do you guys feel about sort of you know the, the this mm, is it monetization strategy? I guess yeah, this kind of strategy yeah. of like you know compare like, you know it's I want to say it's quite recent, but you know we're kind of in the in the, in the midst of it now, right? You know it's been like this for a couple of years now, I guess. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, what what do you guys think about this whole thing? I mean, it's just blend. It's blending like the mobile market is blending with this like. Well, I'd say it's a double A game. I wouldn't say this is a triple A game, mm. but it's double A. I'll say double A. Yeah, double A. Yeah, and and it's like they're using all the sort of mobile game tactics that that have been used for quite mm-hmm. a lot, long time now, and it's all coming into these like giant titles. Like I remember Destiny got like a battle pass and got like microtransactions and had a shop and stuff and. Uh, you were like, what? I pay like 60 quid every couple of months to get an update, big update on this. And I'm still expected to like pay way more to get all these cool like customization options. Mm. And it's, it's a little annoying, you know? I'm not a really big fan of it, to be honest. Mm. Uh, however, though, I do work in mobile. I understand. I understand like a business, a mobile games business, and and why they do it from a mobile games perspective. When your game is free, but like if you're, like if you're charging a large amount of money for a big content drop, I don't see why they should be expected to have to pay all these other stuff uh, for all these other things. The um, problem is, it's because whereas, people do, they do pay. No, exactly right. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is that like for Fall Guys, like. It's such a cheap game anyway. It's like this is a weird one, right? Because it's like fifteen, sixteen pounds, right? Mm. And I, I don't mind paying that, like, because the amount of like hours you've, like, I mean, like you've invested, Clark, like two hundred hours, you said, right? Like, you know, fifteen pounds is is a great, that's a great value, right? Yeah. Uh, oh, so hey, like, well, not two hundred hours, two hundred games. That's not hours. That's oh, like sorry. Five minutes a piece, and I die a lot. Oh, I thought you said hours. That's no. what I was like, that's a lot. All oh, right. Rounds. <laughs> okay. hours. Where would I have at the time? <laughs> that's why I was surprised. I was surprised. Like, oh, you've been hitting that hard, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. but like, but that, but, but, but anyway, like, it's still great value for for the amount of time that you invested in. Mm. Oh, very uh, much. And I don't mind. Yeah, and I don't mind paying that. So like. For this kind of game, like I don't mind that there is like this monetization structure that that does provide like uh, social cosmetic items, but as so, long as there's a tr- like the season pass kind of thing, like I like it how like I can get free things if I want, uh, I, or I can unlock it through time and effort. Like as long as there is a system where I can still unlock it, it's not just a pay thing, then that's fine. So. Uh, I mean, to speak on this as well, I think um, what we've had is this kind of weird experimentation period where games have been pushing the barriers of what uh, microtransactions should be. Um, It sort of started out, um, if I remember rightly, it was Mass Effect 3, where they first started doing it properly in gaming with their multiplayer mode, where they did the loot box system. Mm. Um, And I didn't think it was too aggressive because I never spent a single thing on loot boxes, and yet I managed to get all the characters and all the skins. It was super easy. Uh, we did play a lot, but I still did it, and I didn't feel like I was ever encouraged to, to spend. 
And then after that, I remember EA did a loot box thing that was terrible. <laughs> and then um, Overwatch came out and pretty much perfected the loot box system because the, I, I'm not just saying this because I used to work on the game or whatever because of Blizzard. Like I will point out Blizzard's faults if they're there, but this isn't one of them. The loot box system in Overwatch was faultless. It was it was <laughs> it was brilliant. Like it was really really good because you can unlock a loot box so quickly and you get them so regularly from so many different parts of the content and they do like seasonal events, daily events, live ops, all this kind of stuff where you're always getting you're always getting a reward. The only people that are spending are the people that have money and they don't really care about it. Yeah. Which is yeah. fine. I'm okay with that. The game is a premium title. It's AAA. You're never forced to spend and the spend itself doesn't block your barrier for any of the gameplay. So that's fine. And then, it's only social. Yeah. It's, it's not yeah, like mechanics. It's purely cosmetic. But then yeah, yeah. you've got the other side of this one, which is a lot of fighting games that are around now where... Um, so when I was younger, you had games like Tekken, Tekken 2, Tekken 3. Mm. And one of, the, one of the most exciting parts of playing uh, Tekken was learning the character storylines by unlocking their endings. Yeah. So you complete the game with a character, you learn a character storyline. Say, for example, you completed the game with um, Nina in Tekken. Yeah. You'd unlock Anna for completing it with Nina. Mm. And then when you complete it with Nina, uh, sorry, when you complete it with Anna, you'd unlock one of their costumes. Yeah. That, that was kind of the process. And un- unlocking stuff took like seven or eight minutes because clearing arcade mode in Tekken was no time at all. Yeah. And the reward was the game. So the gameplay was the reward because you got more gameplay for playing and playing and playing. Mm. Whereas now they've kind of scrapped all that and just gone, okay, so we're going to release a game with 10 characters and there's going to be 40 character slots on the character selection screen showing you that the next three or four years of this game is just going to be season passes. Mm. And, and like Tekken, whatever it's called, Tekken 7. Tekken 7, yeah. Um, this latest one. Each mm. season pass is £20. Yeah. And you get three characters, two of which are reskins of each other. Four, four yeah, four, four, four to five characters i'd say but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I definitely get what you're saying okay yeah. so yeah, maybe four or five like, i was looking at it the other day and i can't remember if it was three or four or four or five yeah. but whatever it is it's not worth 20 quid um <laughs> and, and i look at that and i was playing tekken with my, with my mates the other night in fact and and we, we were saying like there's so many empty character slots on the screen and it sucks that you have to pay so much money to get them the game costs nearly 200 pounds to get all the characters unlocked mm-hmm. Whoa. <laughs> and yet, if you look at smash brothers you've got one season pass and then there's, there's also been two free characters that were added outside of the season pass. And there's another one coming, which is £20 each. But you get, what, six, seven characters in each season pass now? Mm-hmm. And, and that's fine. That's, that's fine. I still don't think it's fully great because I like to unlock characters as I play. Yeah. But that's a good option to do it if, if you're going to do it that way. I just don't get why suddenly it's become acceptable that everything you normally unlock through normal gameplay is now unlocked with a credit card. And that I'm not on board with unless it's a mobile game. And then I'm just like, well, that's the environment mm. for it. I, yeah, I will agree. As someone who's played 500 hours of Tekken 7 now, um, I will agree that uh, the monetization strategy of fighting games of sort of locking these characters behind season passes and stuff like that is a bit uh, shite. shite. Yeah, it's not great. Yeah. But um, I guess it's re- yeah, yeah, jobby uh, is is the correct <laughs> word here. Um, but I guess for me, it's kind of like how else would like in the past, right? So you think about like Tekken three, for example, or Tekken Tekken two and Tekken three. Um, you know that was the game. You bought the game. That's the game. There's no extra content, no patches, no nothing, right? Um, right. I guess then, like, let's say they they released like the only way that they could add more content to the game was to you know release Tekken four, for example, or release like a whole new game, right? And you'd be paying what like forty, sixty quid for for that kind of thing, right? 
Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess, you know, with that, there's a lot more. You're not just getting more characters. You're getting, like, you know, new story, new music, new everything, right? And I guess nowadays it's kind of like the the argument I see sometimes people saying is that, you know, like, you're getting these ex- this extra content for this game that you already invested time into, you know, Tekken 7. Um, and I guess these, uh, you know, you're paying 20 quid for, instead of them making Tekken 8, for example, because I think Tekken 7's, what, like, several years old now if you include Good the arcade version. years old yeah. yeah if you include the arcade version and you know they recently announced season four for tekken um they haven't said what's mm-hmm. in it but you know it shows that you know there is still they're still making money from these season passes probably from people like me uh you know uh who are still invested in this game um but yeah i guess it's kind of like you know instead of them making tekken 8 they're kind of releasing these this extra content and you're paying for that and whether that's worth the money, I'm not sure. I mean, it. it I will say it, it. It is incredibly expensive to make a fighting game character, and you can argue the costs break down and stuff like that. I remember Skullgirls, rec- uh, not recently, but in the past, sort of did a breakdown of how much it costs to make a DLC character. To which some people, you know, looked very cynically and said, "I don't think it should be this much." But um, you know, I think right. yeah, it's 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 very strange, and and that's like. So, so they worked out like, oh, it takes like a lot of money to actually develop it, test it. You, you know, from a development perspective, you're saying that it's costing a lot. Yeah. Uh, and then, but what? So for what they're selling it for, the consumers are like, now that's way too much for one character. Mm-hmm. It, I think I, th- yeah. I forget the exact number of what it was, but they they did a breakdown cost of what it costed to make uh, Squiggly, which was the first DLC character for Skullgirls. You know, I'll Google it really quickly right now. Yeah. Uh, I think it was like. Hundred, at least hundreds of thousands. Um, okay. Down. Uh, I mean, I don't mind if like games are going to provide like big content drops. Yeah. Like, because that's what like that's what some games uh, their model is, right? They they just want to have a continuous game where they provide big content drops. As long as the big content drops, okay. As long as it's not over completely overpriced mm. and it feels as a consumer, it feels like enough. Feels good. Like it feels like a good amount. Yeah. Like, then I'm I'm happy as long as you feel like you've got value. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the yeah. important part. It feeling like you've got value. I think I guess for me when it when it comes to stuff like fighting games, it becomes even weirder because it's like you know, um, for example, let's say you take fighting games seriously, and you take Tekken Seven seriously, right? And they release a new character. Let's say it's Anna, you know, for example, and Anna comes out. If you don't have the season pass, you can't play as Anna or even select Anna in training mode. So you can't like practice against her essentially right uh which mm-hmm. then creates like a there's like a competitive advantage where if you then go online and you play as the new character which you paid money for you kind of have this edge over the people who don't have the character and don't have time don't have the ability to you know practice against them right which is which caused a lot of diversity in the uh, or you know a lot of uh, discourse in the community being like is this is this fair like how is this competitively fair you know um, that mm-hmm. it's kind of almost pay. You could even argue there's almost pay to win in a way. It is. It is pay to win. Yeah. That's the definite to win to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll I'll jump in there and just argue that point because it is pay to win. Mm-hmm. And it, it's really weird in these competitive games. You know, at least with League of Legends, you know, when they release new characters, uh, I think in, is it in there's certain modes where you can play as any character, right? Am I am I am I sh- right in saying that? Like in training mode or in um in, in the practice in tool. League and in um. Yeah. Heroes, Heroes well, right? Have... Yeah, you have the ability to try these characters and at least learn what they do, sort of thing. But I guess in a lot of fighting mm-hmm. games, they don't offer that, and it's really weird to me, I guess. Um, mm. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I feel like we're kind of talking about, like, large content drops instead of, like, actual... Oh, yeah, I guess. Running, yeah. running like, live, live ops during, 
like I mean, it'd be interesting to see if like the uh, the, uh, the next new AAA game that like actually provides like really like big sort of live op like live ops mm. that like like big events that occur over like a month or whatever, and then they go away again, and then they 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 sort well, of. So this brings up a really good point here: is that if you watch the latest like E3 and um, like big games announcements recently, the main point that was brought up in all of them was um, these games have no microtransactions. Like it, it was repeated almost for every single game in the in the the, the, the way to play PlayStation thing. Mm. Uh, these games don't have microtransactions. This game doesn't have microtransactions. No microtransactions. It's like I don't know whether I'm trusting what they're saying or whether they've just come up with a new way to define it. Yeah, yeah. Where that and and my level of trust in the games industry is so low because of that kind of stuff, mm. and it's a shame <laughs> that that's where we are. Because now <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just suspicious over what constitutes my or what they've cut out and what they're going to sell to us as like an expansion later or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, just, there's no microtransaction because there's no content. <laughs> okay, I've got what you're doing now. Yeah, I guess, I guess it'd be interesting to see how they kind of build that trust with consumers, right? That people will trust that, you know, oh, you're not just holding back on this content that you're going to release later and just charge us for it, you know, sort of thing. Um, but I guess that's been a long time. Yeah. How, how would you guys do it? Mm, I, I, I would... Hmm. I, I would so I mean I've always wanted to make my own video games company everyone knows it and I've been talking about it for years and I'm eventually going to do it and I would do it in a way where I would start out using Kickstarter and uh, Indiegogo and stuff to actually get funding I'll then work from that funding to see how I can fairly pay my employees build a great game that's not built on microtransactions and if that game survives being a great game without the microtransactions I'd go from there hmm. and try to be that one company that's still doing the the way of building amazing games mm. because um that's how blizzard started that's how ea started that's how all these companies got off the ground they started out by just making amazing content but mm. it, it's not just greed that kicks in it's just this thing where someone will come up to the, the the executives of these companies and say hey here's a small amount of money or here's a really big amount of money which one do you want mm. and obviously they're going to pick the big amount and okay so what to do that you need to kind of take these steps and it, it's been really gradual over many, many years where these companies have transformed from being like just about gaming to businesses. Yeah. And I understand yeah. that. I agree with it. I totally get that, the, that there's hundreds of thousands of employees across all these companies that need to be paid. But at the same time, the content has absolutely suffered as a result. Mm. And the content coming out of all these companies now is not reflective of the content that came out of them 10, 15 years ago. But the world's in a different place. So we have to yeah. react to that. Yeah. That's why, that's why I go back to Hades. Um, yeah. That's what I was going to say. That like they is it super giant? They've like yeah, yeah they've made so many awesome games like Transistor, Bastion, um, Pyre, Bastion, yeah, Pyre, yeah Pyre. Oh, and great. it's like they're all like no microtransactions, just super like just awesome content, and it's like that that, that would be perfect for for me like be able to um, make a couple of these games, and then I mean I think they're on the cusp of just like if they just I don't know make something that's multiplayer or just catches the the wave of people i think they'll be able to go even bigger like i don't know it feels but, like but they, you're already talking about them taking the next step and it, it's these yeah. tiny steps that that's all it takes mm. i mean i can't imagine that like um who, who could i bring up as an example here i'm thinking peter molyneux but maybe mike morheim would be a better example i can't imagine when he invented warcraft and warcraft 2 he was sitting there thinking i'm gonna be a billionaire he's probably just thinking these are cool games i'm gonna share these with the world yeah and yeah. eventually they got through to him and and broke his barrier to the point where it was like yeah but you can make a ton of money out of this mm. 
and and, mm-hmm. and it, it only takes so long of people offering you all this money and stuff before eventually you're just like well you know i do want to retire and be comfortable like that would be nice for me and the games don't really change that much yeah and and it's okay like it's fine it's just a shame to see that that's happened to the games industry because the same thing happened with movies and music and even books like all of these industries got impacted by mega corporate decisions yeah and it's not always bad i'm not saying that corporate corporatization is bad because it's quite good um it's just sometimes it does seem to have these kind of negative inclinations mm. but you yeah. know it's, it's just the way the industry moves yeah mm. sorry sorry i'm just a bit conscious of time because we're hitting the uh, 57 minute mark uh, so, so yeah, I just want really, yeah, I know, right? It's just gone it's blazing fast. Yeah, oh, we've, we've been talking a lot, you know. Um, it's been yeah. really, it's a really interesting topic, though. That's why, I guess. Um, but I guess, Clark, do you want to do your quick one minute on Microsoft it's, Flight Sim, considering it's it's, it's been great. put in here? It's yeah. brilliant. Play it. Um, it's free on the Xbox Game Pass. You should get the Xbox Game Pass if we haven't sold oh it in the last hour. I, I don't think we mentioned it, but it's free on the Xbox Game Pass. It's a hundred and fifty gigabyte download. Um, the loading times are ridiculously slow and it crashes constantly. <laughs> a really janky UI. It's really difficult and it's it's not very fun. Really silly. I would really highly recommend it because you oh. get to fly into your parents' house and crash a plane into it, and you get <laughs> to, you get to fly past your. Like I've flown past my own apartment. Mm. Like the actual building is the same color. The 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 windows and stuff are the same. And I'm like, that's my apartment right there. Like. It, the level of realism in the game is mind blowing because it's all built on um, Bing Maps, yes, yeah. which is not great. If it was built on Google Maps, it'd probably be a lot better. But eh, it's yeah. a discussion for another, another week. Um, it's brilliant. I'm, I'm just, I've, I didn't think I was going to get absorbed that much by a game. We've also now discovered a multiplayer. That's kind of fun. Oh, there's multiplayer. Uh, you just fly near each other and slowly teleport around because the game's really out of sync. Oh, okay. Um, again, it's really janky. It's really early. But what it's actually showing to me, and this is the key point, is what I wanted to make about this is. This is showing me the next step in gaming mm. because what we've got here is an open world that is, that is being procedurally generated effectively mm. and it's being generated well. Like, it looks good. It looks like one of the earlier Assassin's Creed games. And I'm like, you give me an open world game set in this world, which is the world, I'm happy. I will go and play that and I'll play it forever. So I'm, I'm just wondering which company is going to pick up that technology and go, we can build an actual game out of this. Mm. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Go. Be really cool. It's just super interesting, but that's my flights in point. Right. Okay. Cool. Um, did we cover Battle Royale in the next big job? No. We sadly, now. we didn't really get time, time to 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 cut oh, it. Oh man. Or we can have Ollie back again at some point, and we can discuss that one in the future. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Always be around because we can always guess what's going to happen in the next ten years. Yeah, I thought it was going to be auto chess, but it doesn't seem like that's the. Uh, that's, that's I know. I'm surprised yeah. that didn't take off because I thought that was going to be like all we saw for the next five yeah, years. Really but... hot for a while, and then yeah. Yeah, and it just. It just disappeared like an old fart. Like it was just gone. Mm. <laughs> it, was, it was everywhere for like a month, and then suddenly it was just gone. Yeah, and I, I don't know how that happened. Yeah, it's because it couldn't monetize. Maybe, yeah, that's a good point actually. Yeah, I, I think I read an article. You do it with cosmetics. Yep. I mean, cosmetics are always the the path. But then I remember the the two weeks before Apex Legends got announced, someone who I will not name because I'll probably get in trouble if I did advised us saying that the Battle Royale genre was dead and that it was um, there was no point doing it and they actually stopped us from working on something that we were really excited to work on uh, because the genre was dead. And then two weeks later, Apex Legends got announced and suddenly it was Battle Royale everywhere. And then all these <laughs> other companies were coming out and now we're here with Fall Guys and stuff mm. and War Zones obviously was massive. Yeah. Um, so yeah, never believe what people in the industry tell you because it's usually wrong. <laughs> <laughs> 
So on that note of uh, how to get into the industry, um, you know. <laughs> You're wrong. You're very, very wrong. Right. So um, we've we've crossed the hour barrier, unfortunately, chaps. So um, I guess we'll uh, start wrapping uh, things up. Unfor- I know, unfortunately. Um, Ollie, do you have any uh, anything you want to plug? Any closing statements or anything? You know. Oh wow. I I uh, well, thank you, thank you guys. Yeah. For for. Um, Most for- welcome. Yeah, have me on the show. Uh, I actually, uh, I'm doing a talk uh, in the Helsinki Pocket Gamer Connects uh, conference on the 17th of September Ooh. at 3 o'clock uh, on LiveOps. Uh, it's going to be a talk about how to attract, engage, and retain your users uh, in mobile games. Wow. Uh, some lessons learned from a designer, how to make awesome live ops. So um, that's a very long uh, title. It's not that long, don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, that's generally what, what that's going to be about. Uh, so yeah, please come along to that. Awesome. Well, if you uh, can share a link to that, we'll, uh, we'll tweet it as well when it's okay. on. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. Um, yeah. yeah, I also like to, to I run a small YouTube channel <laughs> because uh, I like having fun and playing games with my friends. Uh, it's called Ollie and Friends. Um, we have uh you know a twitch discord all that kind of stuff so um please come and join me on youtube to i can vouch for the quality uh, of that channel because i've seen his interstitials and his uh his stings mm. very very, <laughs> very good quality, high quality well worth watching yeah. <laughs> uh, also if you're listening to this and you're looking for any support help uh on how to get into the industry uh i'm always happy to to sort of provide a, a helping hand or a mentorship or fee- even feedback you know so um, please, yeah, hit me up. Uh, how can no, people reach you? That's a good point. Uh, you can get me uh, on my email address, I guess, or YouTube channel, which I can share. Do you have uh, Twitter? I don't have a Twitter. No, I'm not really a Twitter guy. Mm. You should. Sorry. Maybe I should get Twitter just for this. Well, we can link your YouTube channel and maybe people could contact you through DMing uh, the, yeah, DM yeah, the Ollie with Friends channel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well, it's been great having you, man. Thanks. Thanks a lot. It's been uh, really awesome. Uh, and great conversation about all the yeah. topics. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. Yeah. Clark, anything? Anything you want to say? Uh, n- unless it's about the Xbox Game Pass. No. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna contact Microsoft thing and just say, look, we've mentioned the Game Pass a trillion times. Oh my god. Just give us some cash, just a little bit. Ten pounds. <laughs> A free, a, free, a free Xbox Game Pass subscription yeah. for Oliver Tug, uh, I please. I think that'd be great. I want a subscription. Yeah. Uh, but no, other than, other than um, thank you for listening and all that kind of nonsense. Um, uh, yeah, it's been a pleasure having you on, Ollie. Like, uh, conversation was wonderful. Um, it's really cool to get some insights from like different age groups and different people who've approached the industry in different ways. So it's always nice to hear how people went through that. Um, it's just cool. Like, and yeah, we'll definitely share your social stuff as well. But thank you, everyone, for listening. Awesome. If you want to follow us, you can follow us on uh, at Sunfire Tavern on Twitter and Instagram, which I've now worked out how to use. Uh, you can also listen to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and uh, Spotify. Uh, usually, our uploads are done around seven o'clock in the evening, so they get up by about nine GMT. Um, and we've actually started to get people listening in Germany and America now as well. Wow. So the fan base is growing. Hey. <laughs> awesome. Sweet. Uh, but yeah, so I guess thanks for listening and take care. Yep. Yeah, thanks everybody. Bye. See you next week. Bye. Bye.